you're listening to the Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. Hey, I'm Trisha. And I'm Kelly. And we're talking expectations again today. The third conversation kind of in a series, kind of an unintentional series, but we're talking expectations. We started with God. We moved to our expectations of others. And now we're going to talk about our expectations that we put on ourselves. This is going to be a hard conversation because I honestly just up front, 100%, I struggle with the expectations I put on myself air single day, air single day. Okay. So uh, don't think that you've turned in or tuned in today to hear a bunch of experts about what they think and, and how they got better because I'm probably the worst of all. So I just want to lay that out there first thing uh, because what we, ex- yeah. What we expect from ourselves is often unrealistic. And um, I will, I, I never thought of myself as a perfectionist. A friend of mine said to me, you're a perfectionist. And I was like, have you seen my house? Have you ridden in my car? I am clearly not a perfectionist. She said, no, you're a perfectionist in that if things don't go exactly the way that you think they should, then you, you kind of beat yourself up for it. And I was like, is that what perfectionism? <laughs> um, but she kind of stepped on my toes because it was true. You know, I don't, I don't have the spotless house. I don't have a spotless car. But in life, if things don't go exactly like I want them to, then I tend to pitch a little hissy fit. I'm a good fit pitcher, by the way. I'm just, <laughs> and I, I pitch a little fit um, because it didn't go my way. And uh, so I do place unrealistic expectations on myself. Anybody else? Absolutely. But I love what you said because it's true. Being a perfectionist isn't necessarily a neat freak Mm. and it's not necessarily uh, the most successful person in a job. Being a perfectionist is, I think, all about how you beat yourself up for what you perceive as your failings. Yeah. And that's... if you look at my cubicle, it's a total disaster, but I am a perfectionist in, in certain ways. And I just feel like a failure so much of the time because I'm not meeting what I perceive as what I need to meet. And I don't know this, if this is true, um, Truth, you can confirm or deny this, but I think because we, and Kelly, you're artistic too. So I, I throw this out there. I am very, um, perfectionistic when it comes to my art and when I say my art what we do on the air if a you know if we do a break and it really doesn't go anywhere or it you know we had such grand expectations for it and it just kind of falls flat or nobody responds to it yeah. we tend to tend to go that that performance mentality kicks in and we're like oh people don't like me you know and we're in the wrong profession because we get ratings ever so often and you know people's Pace change. They like us and don't like us in the same day. So um, that's right. Performers are bad for that because we take our um, view of success based on how someone tells us we did. It's very much external um, perception of success and it can be very painful doing a, doing a show. And I feel like I didn't say the right thing or I didn't say it right, or it didn't come out right. Makes me just so mad. I just can't stand it. And, um, but then again, 
I did the best I could, you know, but then I beat myself up and I start to go down that, that um, rabbit trail of, oh, you can't do anything right. Look how bad you did at this. And that's just like when you did bad at the other thing and, and you're a bad parent and look at you, your shoes don't match. <laughs> just, it goes down and down and down and down and down. And it's that perfectionist tendency that clicks off that rabbit trail, I think. Well, and I think if we've learned anything over the last year, um, with the crazy crisis we've gone through is that we can't be perfect at all things. And we have tried really hard. I have tried really hard to be the most perfect mom, to be the perfect homeschool parent, to be the perfect employee, to be the perfect neighbor, to be the perfect friend, to be the perfect daughter. And th- mm. it has been waves of failure and I've, that I have felt in my life over the last year that I can't do it all and I can't do it all well. And so then I start thinking I can't do any of it well at all. And I know I'm not alone. I know that there, I know you girls have felt that way. Lots of women I've talked to in my life have felt that way. A lot of you listen to the podcast, I'm sure uh, have felt the same way. We felt like failures because we thought we could do it all and we can't. Yes. I think it comes down to how you define yourself. Like, if I define myself as a performer or I define myself as a mom or I define myself as um, as someone who's healthy, but then things don't go the way I think they're going to or a homeschool mom or any of the pandemic. If I define myself by the way I used my time during the pandemic and I didn't finish that porch that I was working on or I didn't I didn't redo the kitchen like I wanted to. And I didn't even clean the sheets. You know, I just start to it's how I define myself by, by did I, or did I not meet the mark? Mm. And then we set these marks that are way too high for ourselves. Like you said earlier, Carol, unrealistic expectations that, and it's not other people setting them for us. We set them for ourselves more often than anybody else is going to set them for us. Or so we think, I I don't know. I don't know. Do do people expect it's a good good question. It's an interesting question. It plays with your mind. What do people expect? Yeah. I don't think people don't think about, me as much as I think people think about me, you know, mm, yeah. that old That's adage of nobody thinks about you as much as you think about you, you know, and, and I, but, but I want to get to this question. Why do you think we set unrealistic expectations? Like, I think social media is the world's worst place for this mm-hmm. because you see Anne Marie's homemade apple pie with the scoop of vanilla bean ice cream on it that she served her family last night. And you think, my kid had a frozen lasagna. <laughs> the personal size, cause I didn't even want to fix the whole thing, you know? And then you look and you see, um, <laughs> then you see Jane's family out by the creek, skipping stones and spending reflective time. Thinking Doing about their life. vegetable garden. And it's the vegetable garden and, and having harvest uh, free range eggs every morning yeah. are so good with no broken yolks. You know, I mean, you know, it just goes down for me. I did. Nobody even has to post stuff like that. I even do it in my head. Yeah. I am that weird person that like writes a story. I was thinking about this. I had to go to the doctor the other day and I so miss being in the waiting room at the doctor, because here's what I used to do. I used to flip through the magazines, not for any other reason than to see what page was taken out. If it was like a recipe or if it was, you know, nine ways to improve your love life or whatever. And I write a story in my mind about the person that ripped that out and how it played out. And they're like, I do that. 
That's hilarious. I'm somebody who takes out the recipes if they're easy. I'll just let you know. I have written the story about you and my mind. Who does so that? Fun. I'm the weirdest person that ever breathed breath, I think. But I mean, those are the kind of wow. things. I So nobody even has to post the picture. You know, I already do it in my mind because I've been kind of trained to do that. I've been trained to see a photograph and to think that is perfect. That is their life. Mine is not. Compare the two. I am less than. I should be doing this. And not doing this, and I should be doing more of this, you know. And, and we just get to these crazy times where we're just. Well, I'm exhausted talking about it. Yeah. And we can't do that. That's true. And we begin to think we can do it, and then we go to social media and we see a woman who does seem to have it all together because she's posted all the great stuff and none of the yucky yeah. stuff, and we yeah. start to do that self comparison and like she, you talked about carol it's and not she healthy a, a mango into a giraffe shape for her kids lunch who does that <laughs> it's in a pretty bento box with handmade sushi oh oh but she's failing at something else and that's the other thing we need to remember is that none of us are perfect none of us have it all together that the person who has shown that great giraffe shaped mango picture on Facebook, there is something else in her life that is not going the way she wants it to. And she mm -hmm. needs grace and we need to give ourselves grace for that. Also. I think a lot of it comes down to our insecurities. Like what is the area that we're insecure about? And a lot of times, at least for me, if I'm insecure about a certain area, then I'm going to try to achieve something in that area so I can overcome the insecurity. But most of the time I can't because that's an unfillable hole. So it just makes me feel worse about whatever that area is in my life. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely, it does. And I think that's part of the performer in us, too, is that we try to, you know, if, you, if you're if you not particularly good at something, you want to shine the spotlight on something you are good at so nobody sees that other part. You know, you keep that backstage or off stage. You don't want people to see the broken parts of you. And I'll tell you, when when I got honest about my brokenness was the time of greatest ministry. And it's, it is amazing to me, even this weekend. Uh, I had two gals who are going through really tough time in their relationship who reached out to me and said, because you were so honest during your struggle and because you've been, you've grown so much, I wanted to get your perspective on this, which I too, tr truly appreciate. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't think you really want my perspective because I'm just as broken as anybody. And I, I think the whole point of it is we place unrealistic unreal expectations on ourselves because of control. Is that wrong? I, I think it's, I think it is control and I think it's an insecurity in trying to control that insecurity. So yes, I mean, I think you're right. It's control. We're trying to control what people think about us. We're trying yeah. to control what we think about ourselves. I read this quote, maybe y'all call it five. I don't even know if it was in this book, but um, basically it said, I, I was worried the other day about what people thought of me and um come to find out I'm much worse and some great theologian said that so they don't think they don't think badly enough of me you know that kind of thing uh, mm -hmm. and I was thinking about that as we were getting ready for this um this podcast because people see what they want to see in us good or bad you know if they if they want to see good in us they but but it's so like us as women to compare to I wish we could get away from that I don't know what that is about our brains that makes it feel like a, everything's a contest see but, well, that's true. Yeah. 
the you know pride yep. is it you think i mean that could that could in fact be like wanting to lift ourselves up or um, put someone else down you know for the same purpose right <laughs> Right. Yeah. Not intentionally, but almost saying, well, I'm not as bad as she is. So I have that's why I've watched Wife Swap forever. I told you. <laughs> it's terrible. I know. It's no good. I don't do it anymore, at least this week. <laughs> no. Well, what do we do about this? How do we? I mean, I, I, I've heard a couple of cool things. Not. I'm not saying this is the end all be all cure of it, but I've heard embrace your imperfections. Do something you're not good at yeah. and have fun with it. Just, hey, so you can't play golf very well, but you can have fun in that cart and you can goof around and do something. It's okay if you're not being perfect at something. That's how you have fun. Yeah. So I've, I've heard that's one approach. And maybe if you're able to embrace not being perfect in something, um, that can translate more into letting yourself off the hook in other ways as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it comes back to um, humility. You know, we've taught, we've hit at pride, yeah. we've hit at control, Yeah, um, but it comes back to humility. And the, the times when we're honest is the times I think that we can truly help and benefit one another um, and be honest about our weaknesses. I mean, most people who would, who uh, just know me, don't, don't know me deeply, but just, just know me casually would say, you're not insecure. And I'd be like, yeah, but you don't, you don't know me. Cause y'all, you girls know that there are times we, you know, get in front of the camera and I like every insecurity I have comes out to play or, you know, we, you know, have pictures taken or something. I hate to have my picture taken, you know, and all my insecurities come out to play. And so I think it comes with depth of relationship, but I also think that the humility that comes from saying, you're right. I'm not a model. And you know what? I'm okay with that because I don't want to be a model. You know, I don't want to be a movie star. You know, I originally, and I let me just let the record show this, that I got into radio because there were no pictures. You just had to use your imagination. And I look a lot better in your imagination than I do on camera. <laughs> That's not true. But, you know, I mean, that, there, there are those things that we have to, um, but, but since, since you said that, I think it is, there's a real, there's a real cathartic process that happens when you say, I'm okay with my imperfections and my insecurities because there, that's a greater place for me to discover who God is, mm -hmm. how much he loves me and how much it's not about that. You know, um, you know what I'm, I'm just thinking it always comes back to, we need to rely on God. Yeah. It's a, it, it's amazing. Whatever the, the, the issue is, it's a heart issue almost every time. And it comes back to where, where we are in standing with God. Yeah. That's, I just wouldn't have thought that that would have been the takeaway from this, but that's what I'm, I'm taking away. Yeah. That, that those expectations are, are not really an expectation issue. They're a heart issue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, in talking about it, I think, you know, are we, <laughs> you know, are we doing the age-old Adam and Eve thing where we want to be like God? You know, we want to be perfect. We want to be the master of our universes, and we want everybody to play our little game. You know, like we have it laid out. Um, yep. I know for me, the thing I struggle with the most is 
um, thinking I can accomplish everything that I set my mind to. And I learned a prayer a few years ago that I try to remind myself of often. And the prayer goes like this, Lord, increase what's mine to do and decrease what's not mine to do. Ooh, say that again. Say In- that again. Lord, increase what's mine to do yeah. and decrease what is not mine to do. So God, only give me those things that you've called me to do mm-hmm. and only those things that you want me to do. And those things that I'm trying to do because I think I'm God, because mm-hmm. I think I can be all things to all people, because I think I'm more awesome than I am. Mm. decrease those things, take those things out of my life and remove them so that I'm not distracted by the things that you've not called me to do, the things you've not called me to be, just take them out, take them out of my life. And it is, it's a great prayer. That That is is good. Yeah. And I think the last year has removed a lot of things from our scheduled, but schedules, but put a lot of things on our shoulders. Oh yeah. You know, as I was thinking about it, you know, you were talking about, you know, being a homeschool mom and everybody's been homeschooled to some degree over the last year, you know, and trying to manage that in a full-time job and trying to navigate parenting and trying to navigate relationships with being in isolation and all that thing. And I think it has, it did take a lot off our plates, but it put a lot on our shoulders, or at least I felt that and realizing that it's not up to us, you know, um, the world is going to continue to spin. I go back to one of the things I heard. I think Andy Stanley uh, said this in one of his leadership books. He said, don't cheat where you're unique. And what he meant by that was, you know, if you're, if you're one of 28 employees who do the same job as you, you know, don't kill yourself at your job because you're not unique there, but your kids only have one mom. You're unique there. So don't Mm. cheat your kids give them everything you got. And so often I live the other way around, you know, there are a lot of other people who could do what I do. Um, doesn't mean I shouldn't do it with, to the best of my ability and with all my heart, but don't cheat where I'm unique. You know, I'm, I'm the only mom that Ella's going to ever have. And so I need to, that needs to be my priority, you know, and I think that works in leadership. And in this discussion too, where we put expectations on ourselves, where we need to really be mindful of those places where we are it, you know, mm-hmm. and the expectations need to be first there, but they don't need to be unrealistic. Like your prayer said, mm-hmm. increase the things that are mine to do and decrease the things that are not mine to do, you know? Um, and, and two, I think we tend to be doers mm-hmm. as women and so we looked at everything as a to-do list to check off and to tick off. And the expectation, like you said, Kelly, was to complete your whole list before the day is done. <laughs> it's okay if you don't get everything marked off. In fact, I'll just be so honest as to tell you, I've come to the end of the day and not checked everything off. So I put things on the list that were never on the list so I could mark them off. Oh, truth. Yeah. We all do that. <laughs> that's okay. great. I love to check that box. Yeah. Well, and that's get up, check. <laughs> our world has a production mentality. You know, we yeah. we place value in what people can produce, not in 
who they are as people. And Mm -hmm. that's where we as Christians can really be different and holy and set apart. If we can really look at people, not at what they can produce or what they can do or how good they are for us, but we can look at each other for who God made them to be and how wonderful they are. And how about we do that for us too? Right. Yes. You know, Yes. because that's good, Tricia, say that again. Well, how about if we do that for us to give ourselves that um, not looking so much at what we do, but look at who God made us to be yeah. in relationship with him and as his child and all of those great. Y'all remember way back at the first of this season, we talked about who am I becoming, right? Yeah. And, and that has been an overarching theme in my life um, with my, my time with God. It's like, who are you becoming? And I think over the last year, especially I've been reminded that I want to be a better employee. I want to be a better podcaster. I want to be all these things, but really God's more concerned about who I'm becoming. And I think that if we look at that before we look at our expectations of ourselves, then our priorities will change as to what we spend our time on, Mm -hmm. what we allow to come back on the calendar. Um, because all my unrealistic expectation tends to have to do with tasks. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Yeah. Concrete tasks. Yeah. Yeah. But who I'm becoming is through all of that, the most important thing. Our character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our character. And we and talked I- about that before. God's not interested in our comfort. He's interested in our character. Absolutely. So if and we set unrealistic expectations of ourselves, that's a hard issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to give ourselves grace. Um, we need to focus on who God is and who we're becoming in the process instead of how much we can produce. <laughs> Man, this is stepping all over my toes today. Embrace the imperfections today. Embrace the imperfections. Yep. Yep. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Anything else you want to add, Kelly? Nope. All right. All right. I, I guess that's going to do it for now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You're always welcome to email us at girltalk at thelightfm.org. Join the Facebook page. I know I've said this before, and I know you probably don't believe me. One of the days I'm going to video our happy dance that we do when we get emails, because we are so thrilled to hear from you. So uh, use that email address, girltalk at thelightfm.org. We would love to hear from you, your thoughts, got ideas about any of the subjects that we cover, or if there's stuff you want us to talk about, we'll try to Try to honor those requests as best we can um, within the, the, the format that we have here. And uh, we just love hearing from you. We love you being a part of this community. We love you. And we want to see you live the abundant life that God has promised for all of us who love him. And uh, that's why we're here. We're interested in who you are becoming. And we hope you're just a little bit better for listening to this podcast. We'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Girl Talk podcast. We love you.